to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a back-to-back episode of... Ah, oh, fuck it. We're doing it in the wrong order. Anyway, I'm Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is Hacking Your Health Podcast. Dude, dude you already got an F-bomb in. We're only like 30 seconds into the... Not even 30 seconds into the fuck podcast. <laughs> set, the, set the tone. Set the tone. So for anybody who your doesn't mom, know... Your mom's not going to be happy. No, I'm not. Uh, a blocker from the episode. You can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes, anyway, we were recording two days back to back because by the power of the internet, Dave will be on holiday when this one releases. So we're doing two episodes back to back. So, I mean, I'm going to ask you what's up, but I spoke to you 24 hours ago. So what's up? Well, man, so much has changed. I can't even, uh, <laughs> can't even begin to, to cope, but, uh, no, uh, getting ready for vacation. Uh, really excited about it. You know, we, uh, we're going to Grand Cayman, uh, which we really enjoy, uh, going to. And by the time this podcast comes out, I will actually be there right no yes we know so wait a minute do we even need to do this podcast today because technically be we, back could already? On, we could have did it on monday i think we could have did it on monday no because it's a whole other yeah but i'm gone we always release on on what tuesdays yeah yeah so i'm gone this next week and then i'm back sun next sunday right so i don't know anyway we're here now we're recording <laughs> I'm going to Grand Cayman, and by the time this is released, I'll probably already be back from vacation. So, you know. <laughs> so I hope you had a good, good vacation. Yeah, this thanks, is actually, thanks, yeah. So this is actually a topic that's that's been going on in the, I don't know if you've caught up with the Discord chat today, but like Americanisms in terms of language, and I feel like I speak a little bit American now so that everybody can understand me a bit. So you say vacation, we say holiday. Vacation to you is going away somewhere on a trip, and a holiday is like the holidays, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, things like that. Correct? Yeah, correct. Yes. Okay, just to clear everybody, everything up for what do you? What else. do you say when you're going on vacation? Holiday. What's Christmas then? Christmas is just Christmas. Is it a holiday? Um, I guess it is a holiday. Yeah. So, so vacation is also a holiday as well. So you love everything in a holiday. Everything, everything is just a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Is your weekends holidays? <laughs> they, I mean, it depends, it depends who you are. I guess they are, yeah. <laughs> yeah all, right, all right. Anyways, hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, looking forward to vacation and, and unwinding. But I, I, of course, you know, I started doing preparation for uh, my vacation, which is, you know, where's the GNC store? Where's this? I got um, got a gym lined up and I uh, got everything ready to go. I am packing a separate bag for all of my like supplements and protein and everything else. So... I, uh, I think I'm, I think I'm ready to go and, uh, you know, enjoy it, but also get a lift in every single day while I'm there. So. Okay. Right. Do you want to tell the audience about the situation that you find yourself in and why your check-in photos look too good this week? <laughs> so, uh, I have a, a history of, of going on vacation and then the first day, even with sunscreen rubber, somehow I mess up and I get completely burned to a crisp. Like I'm talking like lobster red, I'm miserable the rest of the vacation. I got to get those like special UV shirts that protect you against the sun. Like I, I can't, 
go out in the sun. It's like the most miserable experience. I've done it like three trips in a row. And so I'm like, you know what? You know, I'm not going to do it this time. And I'm going to start getting a base tan ahead of time so that, you know, um, I don't burn as easy while I'm out there and obviously apply sunscreen and everything else. And I know tanning isn't probably the greatest for you in many cases, but I'm figuring, hey, a couple weeks of tanning ain't going to be a big deal here. And, uh, and so I, I went to the tanning booth and went once. And it was like six minutes and it was great. There no issues. Everything was fine. I went again and I was like, oh, I'll try seven minutes. And it burned me to a crisp. And so uh, I didn't know you had I, been twice. You kept that yeah, yeah, so it's it's second, one. Yeah, this is my second time, and uh, and burned me to a crisp. So like my whole stomach looks like a, a red lobster, uh, but it did you know give me an appearance of a tan in my check-in photos, which uh, you know you could see a lot more definition, and that's why people tan obviously is to be able to see you know your your footprint of your muscles a lot easier than just you know the pale white that I am you know of of everything. So. Um, so no, I'm, I'm basically burnt before I go on vacation of even setting foot there, but hopefully I've been like putting aloe on every day, trying to get rid of it. I'm such an idiot. I, and I don't know. It's, it's so dumb. <laughs> but I think, I mean, obviously to take things right back, you know, one of the initial conversations that we had was, you know, you want to be able to go to the beach or go on holiday or vacation and feel able to take your shirt off. So you don't want to yeah. go on the first day and be burnt and then have to wear a shirt. You know what I mean? Like you put all this work in. Yeah. So you need to be able to actually, you know, go and enjoy it, take your shirt off and whatever else. So I think the tanning booth was, was definitely a good idea. And I do recommend that you, this Thursday, I, you should do another one before you go. Yeah. I'm From my to experience. Do Don't do seven do more minutes, tomorrow. So. No, I'm going to yeah, do seven just minutes. Just and I'm, I'm just six. waiting for the, the burn to go away on my stomach. It's like, it's like down 70%, but I'm like, is that good enough for me to go again? Probably not. It's still burned a little bit. So. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do like five minutes in there next time and see how it goes. And then, you know, I'm not screw, I'm just going to do 10 minutes and see what happens. But <laughs> no, just... no, 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 send updates. But anyway, yes, aside from the whole holiday preparation, whatever else, no, two things that I want to point out. Number one, we want to do a bit of a recap on supplements and all things that, you know, we've changed or done or tried or whatever else. The second thing I would like to say is we're both wearing Redcon 1 t-shirts so i feel like if we don't get a fucking sponsorship deal from this podcast then i'm done with redcon altogether yeah we're gonna we're gonna definitely stop and this definitely this well, definitely feels that. a little, little bit tighter this feels a little <laughs> bit tighter since i've got back to i will admit <laughs> that this t-shirt is a little bit a little bit tighter you're gonna go to 2xls now <laughs> i might need to i might need to <laughs> well it's, it's funny um I really, I, I like, I, you know, I'm really particular about my shirts. Like they have to have a certain feel to them. So like, I don't like the, the real cottony rough feel. I like this, the soft, whatever this is, you know, like this type of texture. And, um, and so like all the right kind one shirts are just like this. And it just, I feel like it profiles your body really well. And, yes, um, they are definitely really like, built for people who train hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a big fan of their t-shirts and you know, if they don't sponsor us and we, and you're done with red cat, I'll just wear them when I'm not on the podcast and not, not, not tell anybody. <laughs> okay okay cool so yes we want to get into a bit more of a supplement chat i think and you know you can obviously back me up on this like i don't know how many times a week times a day that somebody will ask me about supplements in some way shape or form whether it's on social media whether it's a client whether it's you know somebody send me a dm whether it's in an email or you know whether it's a case of a client puts up a, a before and after photo and somebody wants to know what supplements are taken and there's not a question about your workout routine or your nutrition it's you know what supplements do i need to take to get like this i caveat this whole podcast by saying supplements are not the key to success they're not the answer and they should definitely come last i definitely 
you know, recently onboarded a couple of new clients and there is obviously a supplement section and the check-in sheet and whatever else. And I don't recommend any straight off the bat. If you come to me and you're already taking some supplements, I'm happy for you to keep those in and we'll start to incorporate them. But I'm not going to start changing things and then go, okay, right, you need to do this, this, and this. And then here's a shopping list of 50 different supplements that you need to take because there's so many other things that you need to do to get you to the stage that the supplements are actually going to be any use and whether you actually need to, to use them at all. So this is just, again, our own experience, things that we tried, liked, didn't like, used, have exchanged ideas, sent each other stuff. Again, if it's 1% better, we'll take it. And that's what we're here for ultimately. Yeah, just to, just to emphasize what, what Ben is in there, we'll, you know, we'll get in discussions of testosterone replacement therapy and a few other things too, you know, you know some taboo subjects and, and you know, it seems like, but um, you know, at the end of the day, what supplements should be doing is really trying to fix something that you're lacking. Okay. And a lot of times when you're training hard and you're going at it very, very, very often, your body doesn't have enough time to replenish the nutrients through your normal food or eating. So, you know, whole foods, things like that. And so if your, if your nutrition is locked down and, you know, it, it might be good to consider a multi, things like a multivitamin, for example, or recovery. From Unless you're the, the Viking guy from, from this. I was, was going to get into him. I was going to get into him. Hey, yeah, the, the supplement guy. Uh, that went nuts on us uh, for recommending multivitamins. But, you know, at the end of the day, and, and this is all, you know, what is personal to you and what you need. Not everybody needs a multivitamin. You know, and you can you make the argument that nobody needs a multivitamin. You know, at the end of the day, um, having an understanding of your body, blood work, uh, you know, micronutrient testing, those are all valuable things that can really help zone in what you actually need to do. And obviously talk to your doctor before you start taking supplements and talk to your doctor about, you know, getting blood work done and checking your testosterone levels and, you know, your micronutrient testing, or you may be deficient in certain minerals. Those are all important things for you to really take a look at. And here's the thing, supplements, you know, do very little uh, uh, for you where things come into play that do a lot for you is the things that we've talked about on this podcast, you know, resistance training and repetitive nature around that, uh, your mindset around getting out there, living a healthy lifestyle, nutrition, you know, being able to eat whole foods. That's what's going to have the largest impact in your body. Your body is an incredible piece of, of technology and, you know, just ingenuity and, you know, just amazing evolutionary type of things that are out there. It heals itself. It fixes itself. It balances itself out. You know, if your diet is is totally crap and you're suffering from diabetes and you correct that via food, many times those things can go away. And I'm not saying that's 100% the case, but obviously, you know, our body can really correct itself very quickly based on our lifestyle changes that allow us to live more of a healthier lifestyle. So if you're suffering from prehypertension or, you know, you have a lot of ailments just by going into a healthy lifestyle, eating healthy, getting out there, moving your body, getting steps in, doing resistance training, in many cases can repair the damages that we've done to our bodies, um, you know, throughout the years of, of neglect and misuse. So again, this is a caveat. Supplements are not a fix for anything. They are there to help you uh, when you're deficient in certain areas or, you know, potentially add maybe a 0.1%, you know, a, you know, uh, uh, edge on something that you might be doing, whether that's muscle growth or hypertrophy or mTOR from a muscle production perspective but that's recovery. You know, at the end of the day, supplements are not you know there to do it. Now, there are definitely uh, benefits and negatives to hormone replacement therapy, and we'll get into those. And those have can have some major major impacts 
uh, in your body, how you are, but that's more so on the extreme cases versus what we're talking about supplements here. Now we'll get into both of those discussions, but you know, it's important to note that the supplements that we list here do not go out and buy a bunch of supplements that we list here. Cause for one, we're idiots on all the stuff that we buy. <laughs> and we're not sponsored. <laughs> we're not sponsored by any of these, but at the end of the day, like, you know, we're trying different things out to maximize our body, how we feel, uh, to give us what we need to, to, you know, compete with ourselves day in and day out. So, you know, these are, these are things that, you know, we've just kind of gone through throughout time and, and got into as part of, you know, our normal regimen of what we use. So that's my caveat. I think the key is in the definition of the word supplement. It is a thing added to something else in order to complete or enhance it. So it's added to something else. So get your training in line, your nutrition in line, your sleep, your recovery, all those things. And then you can start to supplement and try and enhance those things versus kind of just stuff yourself full of pills or potions or powders or whatever it is to get to the end goal. You need to sort of regulate your body in a position that it can actually handle and then get the benefits from the things that you're then going to take. Totally agree. And, um, you know, uh, when it comes to, to fat loss pills, there is no fat loss pill. So let's just be perfectly clear. Uh, fat loss comes from caloric deficit. It comes from getting out there and moving. It comes there from, from lifting and doing things like that and building muscle. Uh, it does not come from a, for, a form, form of a pill. There are some prescription pills that are having some promise right now around, around that area. Um, but at the end of the day, there's no magic pill that's going to save you from, from overeating and, and everything else you're doing out there. So thermogenics is a very, interesting area. I would heavily recommend staying away from weight loss pills um, that promise weight loss. I would heavily recommend, you know, not trying to increase your core body temperature. That's actually very dangerous. That's why ephedrine and other ones that couldn't self-regulate um, were banned because it would actually kill people. Um, you know, I don't recommend the thermogenic routes for anything. Get out there, get your heart rate up, warm yourself up, do a sauna. You know, those types of things can really help with increasing your core body temperature, thus burning more calories. Yeah, I'm not you know, I laugh because the guys in any supplements, if anybody follows me, the supplement store that, that I use locally here, they're absolutely hilarious on their Instagram stories because obviously they get the same fucking questions all the time and they talk about fat burners and they just go down the same, you know, rabbit hole of how fucking nonsense they are. But nine times out of 10, it's going to be something that's laced full of caffeine. So what that's doing is actually it's just making you more active. So it's not necessarily a fat burner. It's just like taking an energy pill that's going to give you a higher output overall. Um, and then a lot of the other ones, like fat burners and whatever else, like they're they're more or less, I guess, just laxative and things like that. And sure as fuck, I'm not going down that, like, down that route. Yeah, so much so much out there that is misinformation on supplements and what, you know, was actually possible with those supplements. And, you know, what, what the supplement industry really has become is they'll take a, a study in mice, for example, um, that is a very short-term, you know, look at, at potential ways to impact the body from a, you know, like phosphoric acid is a great example of, of supplementing that for mTOR production. Um, mTOR production being, um, you know, how your body starts the, the muscle hypertrophy process or muscle building phase. And, you know, they take a small study in that and they'll be like, hey, look, in this study with mice, mTOR was increased by 200% by taking, you know, phosphatic acid. Then you apply it to humans. You're like, well, how much dosage should that be? You know, what are the controlled studies around there? There are no controlled studies, but the supplement industry is like, well, phosphatic acid is legal. You know, it's just a supplement. We're going to make this in a pill form. We're going to give it to you. And now it's an mTOR rapid mTOR accelerator. You know, no, you know, and there are obviously some similarities between mice and humans and things like that. But a lot of these studies, you know, and, and especially trying to do control studies in humans is very, very, very difficult. So most of these supplements that are promising, you know, this and that and, and, and whatever, 
don't have any science behind them, you know, whatsoever. Um, there are some new ones out there um, around uh, basically like supplements that, that produce, you know, um, muscle production. There's like terchesterone and, and, you know, these are basically um, they're, they're phosphatic steroids or psychodegic steroids. I, I can't even pronounce the, the word of them, but basically they, they, you know, there's some research now around how these could potentially they're, they're made in plants that can be potentially applied to humans for muscle production without the major negative side effects of steroids, which obviously have a major amount of side effects. So, um, you know, but it's, there's like some weird study that came out. There was, there was like 10 studies that came out that basically said, these things do nothing for you. And there was one study that came out that didn't supply all the, the science data to it and said, oh my gosh, we saw a 500% increase, you know, in, in androgenic effects in, in muscular hypertrophy. And all of a sudden now, you know, there's terchesterone supplements everywhere. Everybody's like, we need to do terchesterone. But I mean, it, it, and here's the thing, like no one knows about the side effects, what it does to your body, long-term impacts of it, cancer. Like we don't know any of that stuff, but yet it's a, it's now a pill that you can go and take and people are taking it saying, Hey, let's hopefully it, it, it jacks us up from a, a muscle perspective. So you gotta be really careful uh, on what you put into your body. And if your goal is longevity, you know, stuff like this short-term wise, isn't necessary, isn't, isn't worth the risk, at least not to me of pumping this stuff up day in and day out, you know, without understanding what it's doing. So there's a lot of great research on, for example, creatine. Creatine is probably one of the most studied supplements that's out there. Safe, safe as hell to use long-term. Uh, and has so many benefits around longevity, uh, brain activity, uh, muscle replenishment, you know, uh, your ability for recovery. There's so many benefits of taking creatine that that is like one that's like, hey, that's like a staple supplement to me that I know is safe long-term, short-term, has a lot of ability, has no negative effects that we know of. Um, and those are things that like, hey, I, that's one I'd probably invest in, right? So again, when we go through this, it's, it's not to say, you know, uh, don't, experiment with your own body or do what you want to, obviously do what you want to, but make an informed decisions around what you're actually taking before you go and do it, because, you know, they can have some major impact. SARMs is another great example. Um, SARMs are, are, you know, essentially a steroid um, uh, uh, re replacement and it's, it's called selective antigen receptor modulators. And they're basically, um, they're, they usually come in like a liquid form and, and they basically attach to your, your, um, excuse me, <laughs> to your androgen receptors and increase muscle production potentially, right? There's a lot of studies. SARMs have actually been around for a long, long, long time. I think they're discovered back in like 2007, 2006. And, and they're, they're considered to be more of a safer route towards steroids. And again, like, okay, but where is the data and science around that in human clinical trials that show what that does to your body, your overall blood work? And there's some great breakdowns like the more plates, more dates guy, uh, did a breakdown of SARMs and, you know, there are some human studies coming out right now, but they did have a major impact on testosterone levels crashing. They had a major impact on blood work. So that's not a good thing that you want to see very similar to what you would see in many cases, uh, for, for, uh, steroid abuse. So again, if you're, you know, it's like you're, you're using experimental things in your body that may impact muscle production and hypertrophy, but at the same time, you're tanking your testosterone levels, you're jacking up your hormones, like, unless you really know what the hell you're doing, I guess, with, with continuously monitor things to your doctor, stay the hell away from that stuff uh, in every way. And that includes steroids too. Like, you know, steroids are actually probably the most studied things in humans because there's so much abuse going on during the, the, the bodybuilding, you know, era, um, you know, old school bodybuilding era. And so there's actually a lot of human studies on the impact of steroids in your, in, and your body 
again, if your goal is longevity, I would, I would stay the hell away from, from steroids, right? Um, you know, they're going to have a lot of major impact for you, especially on the abuse side of the house. So, you know, for me, I'm good with, you know, supplementing various things, but also, you know, testosterone. And we'll talk about that. But for me, be very careful with what you actually take out there. Yeah, I think the, the, the biggest take home from that is, number one, as we always say, do the basics right first. So nutrition, sleep, recovery, training, whatever else. But you need to have like a baseline understanding of yourself and your own body, because if you're going to go, okay, look, I want to experiment with this supplement or whatever it is, you need to be so in tune with your body to be able to recognize whether you're going to actually get any benefits or negative side effects from it, rather than just taking it and be like, oh yeah, I take it and not really registering why am I taking it? Is it actually doing anything? Do I feel any better? Do I feel any worse or whatever it is? And I'll credit Jason again for, you know, the way that he does it with supplements, he'll get a whether it's a tub or a bottle or whatever and it's a month supply or a two-month supply and he'll do it for the full supply and then he'll stop and then he'll assess how he feels so does he feel any worse than he did whenever he had it and i think that's probably a better way to do it because obviously there's so many things that you can take and do that can add to it and it's like is this one thing that i'm adding in actually worth it and am i getting the benefits from it and um, but it, it it literally just comes down to having an understanding of yourself and your body. And I would say that both of us are quite in tune, number one, with how we feel on a daily basis, but number two, in terms of the data, the information, we know how our body responds to things, blood work, et cetera, et cetera. So for us to sort of play about and experiment with things, we have a lot of data. We have a lot of different markers that we can look at to see if it's affecting it both in a positive or a negative. And that allows us to make more of an informed decision, whether it's actually a good idea for us to keep it in or not keep it in. And a lot of the times, reasons that I will try supplements, number one, if Dave sends me a link, or number two, <laughs> if it's something that new that has come out and I feel like I need to have my own personal experience in case a client asks me about it, rather than you come to me and being like, oh yeah, uh, what do you think about this? And I've never tried it myself and I can go, oh yeah, I read this thing and this is what it does. If I can go, well, this is how I felt, this is what I took, this is the dosage that I took, this is how long I took it for. These were the benefits, these were the drawbacks. Here you go. It allows me to sort of educate myself, use myself as a bit of an experiment to then educate you guys and I guess everybody else. And that's the thing. I mean, as long as you do your own research, uh, talk to your doctor, you know, and, and, and they conclude and agree, you know, based on longevity and health. Here's the thing, the, the big issue they're gonna run into with with doctors, and I've I've run into this before too, is their knowledge on on longevity and body optimization. Uh, typically isn't there, especially on the PCP side. Endocrinologists are very good uh, at those. If you're if you have an endo, that's great. Um, but you know, most most general doctors um, are not going to have the knowledge around. Hey, you know, what's the latest research on NAD or what's you know you know how do I you know optimize my body so that I can live longer from a, from a clock perspective? Um, they're not going to have a lot of those research you know things. So going to a specialized doctor that that specializes in you know, things like this may be a better, better solution for you, um, you know, as you go through, but also I mean, just even from a PCP perspective, just bouncing your ideas off of like, Hey, I'm looking at taking these types of things. Is that okay? And, you know, do you, you know, is this something that you would recommend? Those are great things to get somebody as a professional, you know, to do, but also do your research, do your study on a lot. You know, there's so many doctors out there that will uh, break down the science behind certain things and whether or not it's a good idea, you know, even on YouTube and stuff like that, I'm not saying self-diagnose yourself, but at the end of the day, like there's some great information out there. If you spend the time to study through it, um, you'll you'll have a good understanding around. Hey, is this good for me? Is this bad for me? But the best thing I can I can ever recommend for you is getting regular blood work. Um, I use Inside Tracker. 
which is a, an app you can download that, you know, you go to a, it sends you a, a requisite for a, a lab work to get done at a local like lab corp or someone close to you. And then you go get your blood work done and then it has all of your stats, micronutrient testing, everything in the app. And then you get, you know, frequent ones done over and over and over again. And that's been good for me to see that. Obviously I get my blood work done from my PCP and I also get blood work done from my uh, hormone replacement therapy company. So I get like three different types of blood works done throughout the year. Um, just kind of to understand, again, micronutrient testing is important to me. My um, hormone replacement therapy group may not may not test or won't test that, or they you know I haven't asked for it, but they don't. They typically just look at my main levels of, of blood work. But you know, at the end of the day, I know where I'm at blood work wise, how I feel. So if I incorporate a new um, you know supplement in or I, I remove one, I usually wait a bit to see before I introduce anything else whether or not it's having an impact on me or my body or how I feel. And I just want to feel good, right? I want to feel optimized. I want to feel great. I want to feel strong. I want to have energy to where I can go and do my, my workout routines in life and everything else that goes along with it. And I also want to maintain my body from a healthy perspective to ensure that I'm always, you know, top notch so that I can live longer. Um, and no one can predict that, obviously. But the more things we do for our body to repair itself, the better we're going to be off with it. So, you know, with that, let's get into um, our actual supplements that we take. And then I want to get into TRT because I think that's an uh, important subject for, for, for us to go through and, and talk through because not a lot of people talk about it. And a lot of people are scared to talk about it. A lot of people think it's, you know, you, you know, it's been heavily abused, obviously, from a testosterone perspective and uh, bodybuilding perspective of the old school days. Um, but really, there's some amazing science behind testosterone replacement therapy and what it does for your body. Uh, again, if you're deficient, I do not recommend testosterone if you're not deficient, um, you know, but at the end of the day, it's like what you want to do with your body, right? You know, if, if you want to bump it up a little bit and you feel better that way, that's great. Testosterone is for guys, the most amazing hormone that we produce could possibly produce. It is incredible for us in every aspect of optimizing our body. Um, same thing for estrogen for women. You know, there's some great studies around leveraging estrogen pre-menopause uh, for women that have a significant impact on, um, uh, longevity of life and your, your overall health and body. So if you can actually leverage estrogen replacement prior to you hitting menopause, um, has some huge benefits, uh, for you long-term before you actually go into that phase. If you've already done it too, still some huge benefits there as well. Um, but keeping those hormonal, hormonal levels similar throughout your life is a very good thing. And we'll talk about that as we go through. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like we should, if we're on the TRT subject, we should just continue rather than going back to supplements and then back to the TRT. Right. So as you, as you said, I generally think that the, one of the biggest issues with the, the whole testosterone side of things is nobody really talks about it and it's seen as like a taboo subject and whatever else. And it's, you know, you will see people who are influencers or whatever that they do that, you know, maybe don't talk about it. And then, you know, younger guys or younger girls have this expectation that they can look like that naturally. And then it becomes a bit of a shit show or a rabbit hole. Whereas if everybody just kind of spoke open about it, then, you know, you would, there would be more of an understanding, more of an education behind it. And it wouldn't be seen as such a sort of underground backdoor dark alley kind of thing. Um, I think obviously, you know, where you guys are and being able to get it done, the clinic and prescribed and everything else is obviously a big step forward. Um, and I've had many, many conversations over the past year about people, you know, using hormone replacement and whatever else and the benefits and how they feel. And, you know, like literally you say, you know, we're basically trying to optimize things. It's not that we're going to go and try and take you to double the level of your testosterone levels as to what they should be. It's just about taking them to the level that they should be at in terms of like what's optimal. And, um, 
And again, I think that's a general misconception that people are like, oh, he's just taking testosterone because he wants to have, you know, six inches out of his biceps. And it's like, well, kind of, but not really. Like, that's not really what we're doing. It's just about, you know, basically functioning at, at the optimal level or the best that we can. Yeah. And, and you know, again, I, people think of testosterone as, hey, you're, you're injecting something into your body and you're trying to get yourself jacked, you know, for muscles. And that's going to, you know, wear your body down. I mean, that's not what we're talking about here. You know, what we're we're talking about is, you know, for me, when I, uh, I had a friend, I mean, I was getting into the lifting phase and everything. And, you know, I look at where I was there to where I'm at now. And, you know, I, I had brain fog. I was always sluggish. I was tired all the time. I didn't have a lot of like, like drive as far as like going out and doing things, uh, like going out to the park or going out and hanging on my kids. I was just real low on energy and just wasn't, wasn't there all the way. Right definitely was not how it could be. And, uh, you know, I was explaining this to a friend and a friend's like, Hey, you should get your testosterone levels checked because you sound like exactly what I was going through, uh, you know, in my late thirties. And I was like, ah, eh, you know, I don't know. That doesn't seem like me. I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, for, for one, I'm not going to ever inject myself with needles. And two, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm fine on the testosterone front. And so I kind of let it go. And, uh, you know, I had another friend mention it to me as well. And I was like, Oh, I had two friends mention it to me. Well, maybe I'll take a look at this and see, see what, what's up with it. So, you know, I think like a couple of weeks went by or a month went by or something like that. And I finally went out and got some, I asked my doctor, my PCP, I'm like, Hey, can you get my testosterone levels checked? And here's the thing. Most doctors, when you get your blood work done, don't check the testosterone levels of your body, which to me is mind blowing. Like, why wouldn't we check one of the most important hormones in our body um, that produce muscle mass, clarity, sex drive, you like every aspect around us being, you know, predominantly men, you know, why wouldn't we check that one hormone to see whether or not it's off or not? Because it's like literally... I mean, even longevity of life, like cardiovascular health, everything else, all tied to testosterone. So why wouldn't we check that is ridiculous to me. But anyways, I go and I get it checked and my levels are in the 200s, which is super duper low. It's ridiculously low. It's like I'm basically a 70-year-old man at that point in time from a testosterone perspective. It's basically in the hypogonadism stage, which is my testicles are not producing enough testosterone for my body, especially even at that age, my normal range should be anywhere between, you know, 500 to like 800, 900. Uh, and, and I was in the 200 range and I'm like, well, shit, that doesn't sound right. Uh, it doesn't sound good. So I started investigating testosterone more, started looking at research and, um, there is a lot of research out there, uh, around, and, and there's things that have been, um, uh, basically researched and, and, and found and disproved. Like for example, there was a, a research paper that showed that if you took testosterone replacement therapy, it increased your a chance of heart attack. That turned out to be false. Um, there's been multiple studies after that. Um, and actually improves your cardiovascular health, longevity of life. People that have taken testosterone replacement therapy have a longer lifespan. I'm not saying abuse testosterone. I'm saying use testosterone for normal levels. Um, and, and there's all of these different um, things coming out now around the overall health of your body as we age in the testosterone. So I'll tell you, um, when I first uh, uh, did the testosterone replacement therapy, um, I was, I was shitting bricks because uh, I, you know, I had to give myself an injection and, and, you know, testosterone is exogenous testosterone. It's, it's basically a derived, um, you know, a, a foreign testosterone that you're putting into your body and your body uses it for, for testosterone production. And, uh, I remember when I did it the first time, I had no idea what I was doing from a needle perspective. I, you know, I was just like sweating bullets and I'm not really scared about needles or whatever. So they don't really bother me, but like injecting such a long needle into like my, my muscular area, I was like this is stupid. Like, why am I doing this? Right? Like, this is the dumbest thing I think I could ever do. And I'll tell you, um, about three weeks later, 
Uh, I started, my energy was through the roof. My, I started feeling better every single day. Uh, like everything started to click my clarity in my brain, my brain fog went away. Like all of these things, you know, started to happen within a three to four week period being on testosterone. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And then it just got better from there. I just, I, I never knew I could go to heights. I literally felt like I was back in my early twenties again. Um, you know, and I felt absolutely incredible. Now, some people say, well, you know, if you increase your levels of testosterone, you know, people, you know, get that roid rage. Well, well, first of all, you know, yes, testosterone is a steroid. It's androgenic. Um, but it's a natural thing that is built in your body. Testosterone is a natural, you know, steroid in your body. Um, and, uh, and, but you're not going to, you know, for it, it, I was listening to the human labs podcast and, you know, they talked about the effects of testosterone. There's no data that supports testosterone increasing aggressiveness or things like that. However, it can increase your patterns of behavior. So if you're already an aggressive person, it may amplify that, you know, if you're, if you're already a total dick, you're going to be a little bit more of a dick. So, so if you're already a dick and you're taking testosterone, you might be more of a dick, just an FYI. If you're not a dick, you might be more of a kind person. So I, you know, like, Hey, um, you know, it, 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 it definitely accentuates our mannerisms of who we are because testosterone is how we lived in the wild and how, you know, we put on muscle mass, how we fought bears or whatever the hell we're doing out there in, in the wild, you know? So, um, and that's why, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, for me was, was just a godsend, uh, as soon as I started taking testosterone replacement therapy, uh, it really had a massive impact on my ability for one to put on muscle mass. Okay. is, is one, one obviously important piece, but two, you know, the most important things, how I feel, um, my energy, my levels, my, my ability to do things all skyrocketed. And again, I was very deficient. So, you know, that's, this isn't the same case for everybody. Not everybody needs testosterone replacement therapy. Um, but if you're in your you know, mid to late thirties, you're going above that, um, you know, definitely something, or even, you know, in your twenties and you get tested, or if you just want to optimize yourself because you feel, hey, my testosterone levels are on an optimal level, that's that's your decision to make, right? Um, you know, but for me, it was really a game changer of how I felt. I, could, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I think the the way that I always describe it, it's exactly like you say. Like it just, you know, from my own experience and from experience of people that I know or clients or whatever else, it just amplifies your personality and amplifies the person that you are. So as you said, if you are already an asshole, you will more than likely be more of an asshole. But if you're a funny person, you're going to be funnier. Like if you're an energetic person, you're going to be more energetic. It just literally makes you a better version of yourself. And I don't think there's a better way to describe it than that. And, you know, as I said, over the past year, 18 months, the more and more guys that I'm working with and the more and more of you guys in America, the more and more frequently I'm talking about it. And the more and more I'm seeing the guys within the group open up and talk about it to somebody who's potentially coming into the group and thinking about it and whatever else. So it's sort of creating that like within the community that people are okay talking about it. And I know that, you know, anybody who's maybe three months into their hormone replacement therapy and someone in the group's asking about it, they wish they almost had that person three months ahead to sort of tell them what to look out for, how they would feel, you know, what they were worried about, how they overcame it, what the process is, like we said, where to inject yourself? How does that work? Like, you know, how to overcome all those sort of worries that you would have. And I think being able to create that within the group and beyond and making it an okay thing to talk about um, yeah. is is definitely something that we should look at. And whenever I was in Orlando, like I, I had dinner with the guy who runs 50, test or 15, 50 hormone replacement clinics. And like, he's been dinner for 15 years and just to being able to have the conversation with him and it's not a taboo subject and he's so in tune with everything and he's talking about like, noticing when your 
testosterone-urethane levels are off and looking at emotions and like being able to bring it just to an optimal level that it's not, I'm totally taking the piss with this and it's through the roof. It's like, how can we take it to an optimal level? The same thing that I, I you know, in a different context, start with anybody that I work with. It's just a case of how can we find a baseline and then optimize it. He does exactly the same thing. So find a baseline of where you're at with the testosterone. If you do want to pump it up slightly for whatever reason, you can do that. If you want to add other things in, you can do that. But doing it in a controlled environment where a clinic, where it's somebody who's looking at your blood work, somebody who is a doctor or has a medical background, is definitely much better than just self-diagnosing and thinking, yes, I definitely need to start taking testosterone because... Like you said, you might not. And I've had clients that come on and think, oh, you know, I'll get my testosterone checked. And they've been totally within the range. And like, there's no need for you to start this. You know, if things change down the line or whatever, then yes, obviously we'll look at it. But I don't think it's, there's no need to to start it if you're already within the range, unless it's something that you just want to optimize. Yeah. And, and there's so much, so much good data. Like, I just wonder, uh, there's a, a, a paper from NIH. And uh, this is, I just want to read you one line from it. We'll leave this in the show notes. Um, but it's, there is overwhelming evidence. Will you send it to me? Because we say this all the yeah, time yeah, and then yeah, you don't yeah, send yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to send it to you. I'll do it right now that I'm on the podcast, okay? Um, no, it's, um, it's uh, there is overwhelming evidence that testosterone replacement therapy has many beneficial effects and increases longevity by approximately 2% each year. Stacks, obviously. That's huge. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're talking massive increases of longevity through testosterone replacement therapy, especially as we age. So, you know, I don't care if it's taboo to be perfectly honest with you, or if people are like, oh, well, you know, the only reason he's as big as he is, is because he takes testosterone. That's bullshit. Like I, I sit there and I put so many hours in the gym. I eat right. I bust my ass every single day. Do I have a little bit of an advantage because I'm taking exogenous testosterone? Absolutely. And I'm cool with that. You know, like I, I does, but that doesn't matter. Like, does it equate to Hey, you know, he, he wouldn't have any of those muscles if he, you know, like lifting six days a week, you know, an hour and a half each day and, you know, doing hit training three times a week and going and getting my steps and eating whole foods uh, and having the discipline to go and do that every single day is, is what gave me this right here, not the exo- exogenous testosterone. You know, it, it definitely can help out and it can definitely increase my ability to maintain muscle mass. But guess what? I'm running the same normal levels as a normal human being is. I'm not... In the 2000 range, I'm not in the 1500 range. I'm in a normal range of testosterone. So I am a normal human being from a <laughs> testosterone perspective. It's like, so do I have an advantage? I guess so, maybe, because I'm, I have normal levels of testosterone now that I didn't before because I couldn't, you know, I literally had no energy or drive to do anything because my testosterone levels were, weren't, weren't there. I, I could care less about the judgment that comes along with that because people that, that judge you, based on wanting yourself to be better and to live longer can fuck off. I mean, they literally, they can, they can totally fuck off. And I apologize, Mrs. Canning, uh, for that, for, for using that twice. But you know, seriously, I mean, you know, people that judge you for, for wanting to live longer, judge you for wanting to, you know, um, you know, live a better life and to have drive passion, you know, uh, remove their brain fog, be out there for your kids. I mean, seriously, they're, they're just miserable people. So, you know, at the end of the day, do what you want to do for your body and what you think is good. And obviously, Mine is all supervised through my doctor and through my hormone replacement therapy company that I, that I leverage um, that also have doctors on staff that monitor this in my blood work. So I'm doing it in a very controlled sense. I'm not just buying, you know, testosterone off of, you know, a shady website and injecting myself with a bunch of weird stuff. Like this is doctor supervised. It is a hundred percent part of my plan. It's, you know, everybody agrees upon it. And guess what? My doctor, you know, I think I said this in a previous podcast, I went to my doctor, you know, it was a few months ago and he said, I've never seen blood work as good as yours at, at your age. And, he, and then it was 15 minutes of going through how awesome my blood work is and how, I, how awesome I look. 
to 45 minutes of me explaining what I do to him because he wants to do the exact same thing. <laughs> so, you know, if that's a problem, then, 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 then we got a problem here, right? You know, and here, here's the issue. We all have our ailments. You know, it's not to say that, you know, people struggle with different things. Mine happen to be testosterone, right? And so for me, it's, it's one of those things like I could care less if people judge me because I take testosterone, you know, at the end of the day, I'm getting older every single day. I want to optimize my body. I want to optimize and be here for my kids. I want to do what my objectives are and I'm going to do that. Right. Am I going to go and jack myself through, you know, with a bunch of steroids and grow myself massively large and die of a heart attack when I'm 50? No, you know, but am I going to take testosterone and do things the right way and eventually grow more muscle and eventually, you know, get more healthier and eventually add to longevity because that's what the science shows and have better cardiovascular health and be there for my kids? Absolutely. I'm going to do that 100%. I got asked on the SARM stuff the other day, you know, about like, hey, am I taking any SARMs? I'm like, I, if, if there was research that showed SARMs was not harmful, it increased my ability to uh, live longer and there was no side effects, then yeah, I probably would take SARMs. But there isn't enough data there. There's not enough data there. You know, like for me, there's not enough human trials. There's not enough long ter long term trials. And I've done a lot of research on them. It's not something I would take. So you know, it's just I I, I just got to get better with you know for me. And this again, this is just me. I want to live longer, right? I want to be there. Hundred and seventy three. I want to be <laughs> eighty years old and be rat rip ripped as fuck. You know, like sorry, sorry again, Mrs. Canning. Um, but uh, you know, <laughs> you know, those are the things that I, that I want to do, and those are my my goals, right? And. Uh, you know, I don't want to die. Be one of these bodybuilders that dies at fifty years old. You know, and and you know has to has to sit there and, and that's it. You know. Yeah, and I think the, there's definitely that again misconception that you know if you start taking steroids, then you just wake up and you're jacked. Like you still have to do the work, uh, and it supplements everything else that you do. And it's exactly the same thing that we talk about. You need to have your training in line. You need to have your nutrition in line. You need to have your recovery, your sleep, all of those things in line. Even have your supplements online and then start looking at that hormone replacement therapy. Like, I think it's not the, the one fix that people think it is like, yes. Okay. You can work harder. You can recover better. Your body can process food a lot better. You know, there are so many advantages to it, but you still need to put the fucking work in. And I think that that's definitely, you know, people just think it's, you take this and you're good to go. I think as well, like the scale of what we're doing from a TRT perspective and, you know, looking at the extremes of bodybuilders, it's obviously completely different. You know what I mean? They're, it's an extreme sport that they do. They take things to the extreme and, you know, it's, it's not something that I would have, well, I would never want to be a bodybuilder because the pants that they have to wear on stage are definitely <laughs> too small and I'm not. Up Those that, were but... definitely too small. I'd, I'd have to yeah. pad that with some socks or something, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but the thing about it is that again, because it's not spoken about and because it's such a taboo subject, then, one of two things will happen is people will automatically think that you're going to have roid rage or whatever else if you do start taking it. But the other side of it is, you know, somebody who's misinformed will start taking it because, you know, they see a big guy in the gym and he they see what he's taking. And there's no, like, bridge between maybe I'm a skinny guy that's, you know, 150 pounds and that bodybuilder's 250 pounds. He thinks he needs to be taking the same amount of stuff. And then you end up fucking yourself up and you end up, you know, with all the negative side effects. And I think... Even talking about that and the negative side effects is important too, because there is, from what I'm seeing from other coaches that work with elite athletes and professional bodybuilders and whatever else, they're starting to come away from maxing out each sort of compound and they're doing smaller amounts of more. So what that means is you're not reaching the levels that you're going to see the negative side effects. You can do more. And again, looking at the health and longevity, looking at the blood work monitor and seeing what way you can do it optimally rather than going, right, you need to get on stage in six weeks, take these 10 things and we'll be good to go. It's like, 
How can we do this longer term? How can we manage it? How can we minimize the negative side effects? What can we sort of do to balance things out? Recognize it as potentially a short period of time and then you can come off it or drop it down or whatever. So it's good to see a shift from the people that I follow and I see anyway. It's good to see a shift in the industry and that as well. That, you know, people aren't just so focused on what their physique's doing and everything else. It's like, okay, well, how do we manage this at the other side? And, you know, what does that look like? And again, how can we make sure that we're as healthy as possible? Yes, okay, that will come with side effects at some point. But again, it's understanding them, knowing how to respond to it and knowing what way to sort of adjust things. Yeah, and, and please note that when I say, you know, when I, when I talk about SARMs or I talk about steroids, whatever, it, it's your, you know, your call of what you what do you do to your body, right? And you know, for those that may not know, uh, steroids are legal. Like you can get prescriptions for steroids so that in the U.S. or not in the U.K. in the U.S. in the U.S. Yes, in the U.S. It was recent too. It was like within the past like year, or year and a half, uh, steroids became legal. So you can get prescriptions for steroids, you know, um, in a controlled fashion to improve it. Again, not for me, but for other folks, it may very well be, right? Um, and so, you know, I think, uh, you know, you need to make the own decision of what you do for your own body. You know, for me, I, again, I, I try to study as much data as possible. I try to understand, hey, where am I deficient at in certain areas of my blood work, what my doctor says, how do I interpret that, and how do I balance that out so that I'm optimized for my long-term term, term life? And again, if you're doing SARMs or whatever, I, hopefully you didn't take that as, as I'm knocking that. It's, it's what you want to do. You know, for me, there's not enough data out there. Uh, and I've combed NIH, I've combed Nature, I've combed you know all these different sites around, and, and it's just not enough there for me on the long-term studies around the impacts that these have on your androgenic receptors and you know what it might potentially do to your overall blood work. I mean, some of these did have drastic impact on blood work um, specifically. So, you know, again, I'm not trying to say don't do it. It's it's your own choice to what you do, but for me, it's not something that I'm interested in. So, uh, for me, I just wanted to give a, a quick breakdown of how this all kind of transpired and how you can kind of do the same thing to understand, Hey, is this something that I'm, I'm experiencing? If, if, you know, you have brain fog, you have low energy, uh, if you have low sex drive, luckily I didn't uh, suffer from that, that symptom, but, um, and testosterone, by the way, does amplify sex drive like tenfold. So just an FYI, uh, if you're going on testosterone therapy, let your spouse or a significant other know, uh, that, uh, just ahead of time. So you're, I think they'll know, they'll know. <laughs> I'm just saying, so you can make the decision to get like, Hey, so this is me right now. And then there's going to be times 10 of me coming out here. You know, <laughs> this. So it does amplify uh, sex drive substantially. So just a FYI on that one. Um, but uh, really quick, uh, you know, what I, what, I, what I did is I went to a, a company called IamHRT.com. Uh, I, I did a lot of reading. Well, for, actually, let me back up. Uh, I went actually to a local clinic first. Uh, there was an advanced age place here that was local to me, and I went to them first um, from a doctor's perspective. And they had a doctor on staff. They did my blood work. Um, they did a bunch of other things. And I went through them first. And and, there, and I did a switch over to IMHRT because it's just more convenient. Um, I find that, you know, doing remote versus having to go on site all the time is, is much easier. Um, but so if you go to IMHRT.com, you can schedule an appointment. Uh, and they'll send you to go get your labs done to see whether or not you have low testosterone. Again, U.S.-based only. Uh, they're based out of Florida and Illinois, but they have, you know, they can service every state in the country. Um, and so, you know, you go online, you get your lab work done, they'll have a nurse or a doctor, uh, call you and go through your results for you to say, Hey, this is where you are. You're good. You really don't need much or, Hey, we think you're deficient in these areas. Here's what we'd recommend. And they start you off small and they gradually build you up. So I think I started at like, uh, like 0.25, uh, milligrams or 0.5, I did 0.5 milligrams of testosterone per week. And then eventually went up to 0.5 twice a week. 
Um, and so my, my levels of testosterone are more in the, you know, 800 to 900 range, uh, for testosterone levels for, for free, uh, free testosterone. And, um, you know, and then from there, we monitor everything else. We monitor things like estrogen, uh, cause you don't want a lot of estrogen, but you need some estrogen. You don't want too low of estrogen. Uh, it actually has an impact on, on heart. Um, uh, so you have, uh, the testosterone component. I take an AI, which is an, uh, uh it was called, it's an inhibitor that, um, blocks large amounts of estrogen production. I take that twice a week. It's just a tiny pill that you take. And then I, I inject into my muscles, um, you know, uh, twice a week, 0.5, uh, milliliters of testosterone, 0.5 milliliters of testosterone. And then, um, I typically rotate. So I'll do like one shoulder, the other shoulder, then I'll do another quad, another quad. Uh, some people like the glutes. I never got to that point. I just feel like, like it's like a weird angle to kind of like go in your butt. Um, but it is, I it. will, I will agree. It is a weird angle and it's hard to do. And do you know what? Big person problems, the bigger you get, the, <laughs> the harder it is to turn. I can't imagine it. how me trying so to like, I, like get to his <laughs> with big, big bass. You know? <laughs> that, that monster so yes. dude we saw, saw the, uh, the gym. Trying yeah. He had to get somebody else, somebody else to do it. <laughs> um, but yes, it definitely is a, a difficult one to do. Yeah. And then, uh, so once I take the testosterone, I also take, um, it's, uh, there's, there's what are called, uh, peptides and, um, and peptides are kind of like a precursor, uh, for production of, of things in your body. Um, so, uh, there's, there's a, a bunch of them, but basically what, what ends up happening is your body, uh, uh, when it has an absorbent amount of testosterone, uh, your brain basically, when it, let me rephrase it, in a normal day, if you don't have enough testosterone, your brain basically sends a signal, says, hey, produce more testosterone testicles. And your testes are like, hey, I'm producing as much as I possibly can. And, you know, for me, obviously, they were falling behind and weren't able to keep up the production because I had high levels of signals, but low levels of testosterone. So I'm in that point where my, tes my testicles are continuously trying to keep up with it and they can't do it. Same thing for my thyroid. I had a partial thyroidectomy um, and I had my right side of my thyroid removed, which, you know, for a while was fine. But then my T my, my T levels um, were low, and my signals that I was sending to my T cells to produce T cells were super high, which means that my thyroid couldn't keep up with the production because it was basically overloaded all the time, which caused slugg sluggishness and things like that. It causes issues in your body because you can't regulate T um, thyroid is something also to get checked. I mean that's that's hands down metabolism, you know uh, your body regulating temperature, everything. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's regulated to your thyroid. Thyroid's so important. Um, very easy to correct, by the way. But so. When you take testosterone, what will happen is your body will say, hey, I have enough testosterone. I don't need to make any more. So your brain never sends that signal. And so what can happen if you don't care about this, that's fine. It's an aesthetics thing um, or, you know, potentially could be for uh, if you're still wanting to uh, produce children. Um, you're, if you don't send those signals, your testicles will never produce testosterone. And what will happen is your balls will shrink. Basically, your, your balls become super small, which is why you see the old school bodybuilders would have like, um, you know, the, the women like chest. And they would have the really that's small. That's why they fit tiny, into those wee tiny pumps. <laughs> that's, why, that's why it started. And really, really <laughs> tiny balls. And um, those have been addressed since there. So the inhibitors remove the ability because you don't have, you have too much estrogen um, to do that. And you may not need this, by the way. You may not need inhibitors. Uh, for me, my estrogen levels were a little bit on the higher side, so they dropped it down a little bit. It's, it's again, blood work makes, makes things perfect. If you're riding normal levels of testosterone, in most cases, you're probably not going to need an, uh, you know, an estrogen blocker to, to do that. If you're riding really high levels of testosterone, you're probably going to need an estrogen blocker and a lot more of that. Um, but uh, the, the, the peptides that you take, uh, there's, there's uh, HCG, there's a bunch of other ones like gonorrhean, um, a few other ones. And again, you know, these are things that, that you'll go through in your consulting. But 
these are just, uh, you know, uh, sub Q, uh, subcutaneous shots in your, you know, basically I use the back fat of my area there, um, to inject to, and that's, um, gonna, gonna simulate your brain sending uh, a signal down to your testicles to say, Hey, produce testosterone. So what ends up happening is you still got those signals. Your balls don't shrink. You still are fertile. Um, and you have all these different things that are going on in your body to optimize your body. So for me, it's three different types of, of, uh, things that I have to do to maintain my testosterone replacement therapy. But again, this is something I plan on doing for the rest of my life. Now, do you have to do it for the rest of your life? No, uh, you can come off of testosterone replacement therapy, but again, you're going to drop down substantially. You're going to feel like shit, you know, for a long time back to the normal ways that you used to. So this is a decision that you have to think of, Hey, do I want to feel great for the rest of my life? You know, again, if you're low on testosterone, deficient testosterone, do I want to feel like X10 amount on the sex drive, you know, all this other stuff. Um, those are all things that you have to contemplate when you go through this and the decision you have to make that's going to be really, really long-term for you. And, and I'll tell you the whole needle thing, you get over it so quick. Like it's second nature to me. It doesn't even bother me. It doesn't hurt. It's literally something that I just do on a regular basis twice a week. And it doesn't bother me. I travel with it. I, it's just a part of my life. It's part of my normal routines that I do. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. I think it's, it's just, it's almost the idea of it more than anything else, but I will say that doing the glutes is a difficult one. Um, <laughs> I have tried, I've done shoulder sometimes as well. I did try to do my lats a couple of times. And again, that was just a awkward fucking angle to, yeah. to get it at. One thing I do want to say, and I do, again, this is something that if, if a client comes to me and they say they're going to contact any sort of hormone replacement clinic or whatever, I always say that they need to remember that, okay, yes, they'll always have their best interests at heart. Depends who it is, whatever the company is, but you need to remember that it's a business and they will try and sell you a lot of things. And, from my understanding of it, the, the blood panel that you get done from the majority of them is quite extensive. And the reason being is that they have a product for everything that could potentially be wrong with you. You need to, I would always recommend having the consultation, get your blood work done and whatever, take what they're recommending and then go and do your own research on it or speak to somebody else, somebody else who has either been through the process or if you're working with a coach or whatever and say, look, do I really need all these? Like this is my levels and whatever else. And then make your own decision rather than sort of being pushed into what they're saying because they're the clinic and whatever else. So yes, definitely go to a clinic, definitely get an understanding of what your levels are, definitely get an understanding of what they recommend, but then make a decision yourself as to what it is you feel like you need to do. And I definitely think that, you know, what's happening over there versus over here and, you know, being able to go to a clinic, being able to speak to someone, being able to go to a clinic, being able to get it regulated, being able to get it prescribed, checked regularly is definitely a big step forward because yeah. the issue that we face over here is I have to get my own blood work done. I have to check my own levels. I have to have an understanding of myself. Luckily I do. And it's something, you know, as again, that I speak to more of you guys and see more blood panels that I get more and more of an understanding. I'm in no way an expert in blood panels and whatever else. But the more I look at, the more of an understanding that I have at it. But what happens is people come on and they just, you know, they go, oh, well, you know, my mate in the gym told me I need to take this. So they're taking, you know, 600 milligrams of testosterone a week and they're wondering why they're fucking crying at different yeah. adverts on the TV and they're wondering what's going on with themselves. So they need yeah. to make sure it's as regulated as possible. And I don't, I don't know what the, if it will ever be that way over here, but if you check your blood work and you have an understanding of doing it yourself, then I definitely would, I would I, like, I mean, I have no issue with it at all. Yeah. And again, you know, I want to emphasize, we're not doctors, you know, we're expressing our, you know, we're not, uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> next, next, next. I'm not a doctor. We're going to trust those doctors, but uh, you know, listen, this is not something that we're giving you from a professional advice perspective. Go out and seek doctors, talk to, you know, professionals that understand this area more than we do. Um, again, this is something that, that I've done a lot of extensive studying on. It doesn't make me an expert in this field. 
does make, mean that I feel a shit ton better than I did before I stopped doing it or bef- before I even did any of this stuff. Um, so, you know, again, it's all about these optimizations that we can do uh, to help ourselves. And I'll, I'll just set, you know, leave you with one last thing. Cause I know we got to wrap up here. We can get the supplements next podcast. Cause I mean, I, I you know, or, or just a quick rundown of those, you know, like, I, I no, we'll get other podcasts and supplements. It's fine. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. yeah. 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 Um, but I'll just, uh, I'll just title this one steroids as like clickbait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Episode saying, 35 steroids. Yeah. 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 Turkesterone, you know, savior of muscle building. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you um, believe as well that this is episode 35? That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. We're that's a lot of minutes of us a talking. Great audience, by the way. We, you know, we get so many f- uh, awesome compliments from you all. And uh, we appreciate you just as much as you appreciate us. And, you know, can't thank you enough for it. But the last study I want to do, it's it, one of the largest randomized control studies um, on testosterone was recently released. And um, it showed um, our study confirms that testosterone does improve cardio- cardiac ischemia in men in chronic stable angina and function exercise capacity to VO2 max in men with chronic heart failure. So, you know, we're already seeing repair happening with folks that have heart issues directly through testosterone replacement therapy. So again, this data, you know, this stuff is, is continuously evolving. Science is continuously evolving about how to optimize our bodies. Uh, there's so much cool stuff coming out there now and new research that's coming out that, you know, it's just so cool for me to sit there and re- read the latest studies. Like there was just one uh, recently on glutathione, uh, which I actually inject glutathione. So talking about injections, injections, we'll get, we'll get to another thing, but I do glutathione and NAD as my two other injections I do. So those are all the injections I do, NAD, uh, glutathione and, uh, testosterone and the, uh, gonorrhean for the, uh, the signal for the, for the, for the testicles and, uh, glutathione has been shown to have a massive reduction in, uh, um, uh, in, in death or mortality, uh, just by doing that regularly or, or taking pills. So I think a precursor to, glutathione is NAC. Um, and you can take NAC, NAC, uh, you can get a supplement online, take that and it basically produces additional glutathione in your body. And glutathione is a, a massive antioxidant. It's one of the most powerful antioxidants in our body uh, for basically cleaning out toxins, helping our liver, or, you know, our, our entire blood bloodstream. It cleans up basically everything in our body. So I do glutathione um, just as a preventative measure for, for my liver and health and overall. And it turns out 32% reduction in longevity or uh, mortality, uh, which is really cool. And then I also do NAD, uh, which is uh, how our body produ- produces ATP uh, or energy production. And those are two things that there's some really great studies out coming on those two right now that I, I really enjoy. But that's pretty much it for, for my side. Yeah, and I think I'm just actually looking at my latest blood work here beside, and I think, you know, obviously there's a big impact on your liver and everything else. And, you know, I can literally click in here and see that all of my markers are in the green here in terms of liver because I do everything that I need to do to manage it on the other side. So, yes, it's one thing, you know, supplement with testosterone and knowing your levels and getting your testosterone to an optimal level, but you need to know what effect that has in other aspects of your body. And the only way that you can do that is by getting your blood work checked. And obviously, you know, liver's a big one. We know what to supplement to sort of counteract that and everything's in the green here. Um, but again, like I said, you know, over here, I need to sort of do it myself. I get my own blood work done. I read it, you know, the, guy, the guys obviously leave some feedback in it, which is always hilarious. Um, but then I sort of know how to manage it myself. And that's, you know, there was a time that I was obviously taking too much and my testosterone was through the fucking roof. I was like, geez, I don't want to, like, I mean, it was super, super high. I was like, I need to take this back down because again, side effects and, you know, emotions and it becomes an absolute shit show. So that's my experience with that. But yes, I definitely think that we can talk further on if anybody wants to talk about it as well, that, you know, is thinking about it, who just wants to reach out to either of us, I guess either of us would be happy to talk about it because I know that 
not everybody wants to hear about it. Not everybody wants to have a conversation about it. People will have their own opinions on it. And I mean, I'm open to talking to anybody about it. They can, I guess, I don't know, find me wherever you find me, Discord, Twitter, all those places. Um, just send me an email, whatever, because I feel like just having someone to talk to and get a better understanding of it before they go down that route is, is always beneficial. Listening to us this week at the pet. Not who buy this this one, but uh, I'll be back on vacation by the time this comes out. So uh, hopefully, I had a great vacation, everybody. And uh, hopefully, you did. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see you next week. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, appreciate you all, and uh, have a good one. See you next week.